from Genjo Koan by Ehe Dogenzenji. If intimately engaged in daily activities, one returns to right here, the principle that the myriad dharmas have no self is clear. Firewood becomes ash. It does not turn into firewood again. But we should not hold the view that ash is after and firewood is before. Know that firewood abides in its dharma position as firewood and has its past and future. Though it has its past and future, it cuts off past and future. Ash is in its dharma position as ash and has its past and future. Just as this firewood, after it has become ash, does not turn into firewood again, so a person, after death, does not take rebirth. Therefore, we do not say that life becomes death. This is the established way of the Buddha Dharma. For this reason, it is called unborn. Death does not become life. This is the established Buddha turning of the Dharma wheel. For this reason, it is called undying. Life is its own time. Death is its own time. For example, it is like winter and spring. We don't think that winter becomes spring. We don't say that spring becomes summer. Okay, I will stop at this point since all of you have read this and are familiar with it. You've re- this is the text for the Sashin, and also we've already begun speaking of this matter for the past two days. I wanted to explore a little further. We've been speaking of the Buddha's teaching and the three marks of existence, and then Maizumi Roshi's words, and Joko Beck's words, all, in a way, saying similar things connected to this matter. So let's take it up again and see if we can clarify further. This first sentence, intimately engaged in daily activities. One returns to right here. One is right here. If you recall, this is exactly what the Buddha is talking about. Being absorbed in the present moment, absorbing oneself into the present moment, forgetting oneself into the myriad dharmas which awaken us, manifest our life. And this is all not only possible, but, what should I say, exactly 
the manifestation of this non-self, this non-self meaning, if I explain, no fixed, permanent, separate self. Of course, I myself am saying this, but no fixed, permanent, separate self. And this is, rose out of, this is called sometimes the second mark of existence. This grows out of the Buddha's teaching of ongoing changing. Not just the Buddha's teaching. The Buddha's pointing out the reality of what life is, what life-death is, is ongoing changing, non-stop flowing. So, from that is naturally clear we are empty of any fixed, permanent, separate self. We are this moment. That's this intimately engaged. That's this experiencing. Experiencing is our Zen and is our Zenning in every aspect of our life. That's what this is, which allows us to be this joyousness that we are, this peace at peace, which is the whole point of the end of suffering, is being at peace as this moment. So, now Dogen is going to clarify this further. And he starts with, what should I say, fooling us. And by fooling us, I mean he starts off with our ordinary way of saying it. Firewood becomes ash. And of course, as you look at the rest of what follows, he's of course saying firewood does not become ash. But still, firewood becomes ash is the ordinary way we look at things. Yesterday becomes today. I was 30, then I became 40, and then I became 50. And and of course, as an ordinary way of speaking, it's fine. But nevertheless, we need to be clear. He says, and we're clear because we, if I say, ash turns into firewood, you would look at me and say, oh, come on. I mean, sure, you could make some convoluted explanation. Ash becomes soil, and then soil will grow trees, and then trees will turn into firewood, and then they'll turn into ash. We could say that, but we know very well, ash does not become firewood. And we should not hold on to the view that ash is after and firewood is before. See, here is where he's making it clear. Firewood doesn't become ash. But we're not talking about firewood. We're talking about our life. We're talking about everyone that we encounter. We're talking about holding on to regrets about yesterday animosities from last week, 
and all sorts of other stories that we hold on that get in the way, literally in our face, from seeing and being this moment. Know that firewood abides in its dharma position as firewood. And of course there is, if I say it, past and future. There is cause, effect, cause, effect. But right now is where the past and future are. That's why he could say, though it has its past and future, it cuts off past and future. See, this is Dogen trying, not trying, helping us become clearer on who and what we are each moment so that we could live intimately as our daily activities. We can be this experiencing. We could give ourselves away to exactly what we're doing. We can be absorbed in this inhalation, this exhalation. And being absorbed is being this joyous peace that we are. Being this Buddha Dharma, if I say it that way. Ash is in its Dharma position as ash and has its past and future right now. Just as this firewood after it becomes ash does not turn into firewood again, so a person after death does not take rebirth. Listen to this and don't get fooled by these words. A person after death does not take rebirth. He doesn't say anything else. He doesn't say there isn't cause and effect. But he says, a person, life, after death doesn't become life. Therefore, we do not say that life becomes death. Notice, it's life doesn't become death. This is the established way of the Buddha Dharma. In other words, life is life. Just as we don't say, when I'm awake, and then I go to sleep, that my awake became asleep. That we all know. It's very simple. When I'm awake, I'm awake. When I go to sleep, I'm asleep. And yet we want to say, oh, I became asleep. Sort of strange. We could say, I'm sleeping. As long as we use the word I in a very loose, provisional way, no problem. But I awake and I asleep. I awake doesn't become I asleep. For this reason it is called unborn. Really we should say unborn undying. But he uses a shorthand, he meaning Dogen, is using a shorthand here. For this reason it is called unborn undying. Unborn undying right here, right now. Otherwise, we've got this story, once upon a time I was there, and now I was born, and now I'm here, and I will become... No, that turns us into having an idea of fixed permanent. And if we have a fixed permanent separate self, then this justifies all sorts of hatred and harming and suffering. 
because of what I am not and what I should be and what I should get and what he should not have and what she did. And He goes on to say, Death does not become life. This is the established Buddha turning of the Dharma wheel. For this reason it is called undying. Again, undying is shorthand for unborn undying. And unborn undying is really another name for who we always are. Who we always are is this unborn undying. In the midst of ongoing changing, in the midst of no fixed permanent separate self, which means everything we encounter is our opportunity of intimacy right here, intimacy right now, because it's all our original face that we're encountering. encountering. Life For this reason it is called undying. Life is its own time. Death is its own time. And, of course, each own time is fully this time. For example, it is like winter and spring. We don't think that winter becomes spring. We don't say that spring becomes summer. Or, as someone has pointed out a number of times when I've brought up this phrase, laughingly he said well we always do say spring becomes summer or we say winter becomes spring fine to say it but if we look closely at what we're saying then we know winter doesn't become spring spring doesn't become summer The point of this is not for theory, not to give us mere ideas, which are fine, but the point here is to allow us to live freely, to be in the midst of our daily activities, the intimacy of who we are. It's to clear away self-centered ideas, ways of holding on, concepts that might hinder us from being this experiencing, from being this moment, from absorbing ourself in the joy in the peace that's right now because of our considerations about what I had back there and what I'm going to have back in the future and what I'm afraid of is going to happen and who I'm upset with because last year, last month, last week they said did or didn't do this. So, in a way, this, of course, connects with all that we heard 
in the previous days, in what you read last evening, and what you will read later today, in this this whole text of Dogen's is an elaboration on his first points. His whole point here is how do we live this actualized life that we are? Or to say it another way, how do we see what might get in the way of us living this actualized life that we are? And if we can see it, that's already the first step in whether we want to say noticing and experiencing, in seeing caught in self-centered, caught in self-centered, dream, caught in thoughts, feelings. That's exactly what we're saying in the four practice principles, and that's what Dogen said in the first sentence I read. Then, we're clear that myriad dharmas have no self. There's no self-centeredness to hold on to because we're intimately engaged in daily activities. That's being just this moment allows us. We don't have to figure out what to do with self-centered dreams. Because of itself it lifts, or it's seen through. It's seen through because it just comes and goes, like everything else. It's no fixed, permanent, separate entity. It's only when we believe stories that firewood becomes ash, that what someone said yesterday becomes today, that we get trouble with it. Then we try to use ash to heat our house and keep ourselves warm and cook our food. And instead, we get the bitter taste of ashes about yesterday, about last week, about what he said and she said, and then we don't even taste the food that we cook. We're worried about next week, and we miss the breathing and heart beating and the voice of those we speak to, and we miss the intimacy of what our life is. See, that's the point that Dogen is making here. Even though this is so, We need to do, we need to intimately engage. We need to absorb ourselves in what this moment, our life is. Don't worry about the firewood that was before you got lit. Don't worry about the ashes after you burn up. Just be this alive fire that is your life. Be this unborn, undying, that you always are. Then, firewood, great. Ashes, wonderful. A sprouting tree, 
great. Winter, brrr. Spring, ah, isn't it beautiful? Or, here we're having a heat wave now. Ah, wow. Everything is just too hot. It's too hot, too hot. Okay. I've talked plenty. So, I'll stop now and we can explore this further. Thank you.